Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. You know, the fall will be here before you know it, and the temperatures will start to drop and get a little bit cooler. So swing on by Leon Tailoring to get you something warm that will not burn a hole in your pocket. Maybe it's a nice little bit of a heavier jacket, or maybe a heavier blouse or skirt, or no matter what it is, maybe a nice sweater. No matter what it is, you can get it at Leon Tailoring. You can get it ready-made or custom-made or tailor-made. Just go on in, tell them Abdul sent you, and they'll take care of you, and they'll be happy to do it as well. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. The answer to that last question is yes, there are. Um, give me one sec. Is that okay? Number eight. Maybe fix you. I got it. Sorry. More space here. Um, the answer to that first question is yes, there is. Um, and I think on inflation, this last week we saw tons of progress in Washington, D.C. on that issue. President Joe Biden um, has probably had the best seven to ten days of his presidency legislatively with the um, Inflation Reduction Act that has passed the Senate and is going to the House, I believe, for a vote at the end of the week. Um, that package does three things that I think Hoosiers need to know about. Number one, um, it's one of the most, it's one of the largest pieces of climate legislation uh, in our country's history, decades in the making. Um, to invest in wind and solar, someplace, you know, the crossroads of America, I think, will definitely benefit from that. Um, so, number one, there's climate. Number two, another historic achievement is uh, lowering prescription drug prices, allowing the government for the first time ever to negotiate drug prices um, for people who receive Medicare uh, on 10 major drugs to start, and capping uh, out of pocket expenses for very, very expensive prescription drugs at $2,000 a year. That is a huge victory for seniors all across our country, especially um, Hoosiers uh, that, are, that are on Medicare. Lastly, um, that is going to, that's a tax package. And so if you are a corporation that makes over a billion dollars every year, there's going to be a base tax of 15%. So finally, finally, a lot of politicians have talked about this for years, large corporations that have maybe hid their taxes somewhere else are going to finally pay their fair share. 15% if you make over a billion dollars uh, a year. The last thing I'll say, folks might say, oh, tax and spend, big tax bill. If you um, make over, uh, if you make under $400,000 a year, you won't see any changes to your taxes, and that's the vast majority of Hoosiers. Republicans have been running on abortion basically for 40 years, and then how do you cut through that? I think on this issue, Republicans. Whoop. Sorry, I'll wait for a second. Yeah, I'm for my mic. Yeah. I can All right, there we, go. I'll hold there we go. There we go. There we go. You know, I think on this issue, Republicans have talked about it for so long, and they've talked about it for decades, that they're kind of like the dog that caught up to the car. They, they got up to it, they caught it, they, they're right there next to it, and now they're like, wait, what do we do now? We've talked about this for decades. You know, what, what do we do now? We don't have any ideas, we don't have any legislation. Um, and I think you saw that happen in the State House here just a few weeks ago. 
we were set to come back, I think, a couple times in special session before this, and it was delayed because Republican leaders couldn't figure out where they were on this issue. Not, not alone, they couldn't figure out where they were. They needed to figure out where the, who's, where the uh, actual voters were. And when they did that research and when they found out, they realized that the vast majority of Hoosiers are pro-choice. Only a very, very small segment of Hoosiers support a t total 100% abortion ban. And so you saw them trying to figure out where they would stand on this issue. And you saw the fractures within their own caucus. Uh, on that issue. So I think this is a very complex, a very personal issue. And you're also talking about 50 years of legal precedence. 50 years. When I travel around the state and I hear uh, candidates, men and women, talking about their, um, their moms and their grandparents having more rights than their children and their grandchildren have in this country, to me that is astounding. Um, and I think it shows you the complexities of this issue. Yes. As a healthcare provider, I am centered on women making healthcare decisions autonomously. I don't know any other piece of healthcare decision where we invite the government in to infiltrate. And so I'm very scared about the second and third order effects that this may have, not only in our state. And so I think when we look to Kansas and we see what voters want, it's very clear. it brief and, and hand that mic over to Jocelyn. I do think that my answer remains the same. Healthcare decisions need to be made by clients and their providers. It is a very slippery slope when we begin to invite the government in for a party who's really not supportive of government overreach. Where they're not even falling in line with their own values. So we will continue to support that abortion is healthcare. For me, I advocate for women's reproductive rights. Our current, our upcoming abortion ban is not supported by women and citizens in Senate District 31. I never thought that I would be an advocate for Indiana's current abortion law, which is in effect for a few more days. It is very restrictive. However, knowing where we are now or what is about to happen on September 15th, I fully advocate for the upcoming abortion ban to be repealed and returning women's abortion rights, as it used to be stated, back to Hoosier women. So you view that as uh, something that's more realistic in the short term? I do. I do. Um, I am a collaborator with all the voices in my Senate district and in the Hoosier State, as well as lawmakers in this building. Um, I am focused on what we can accomplish that serves Hoosier women and actually can make a difference in restoring women's reproductive rights. Are there enough uh, Republicans, independent-minded Democrats to make a difference in 
races, particularly the abortion issue out there? Yes, please. I mean, look, after the Republican convention, I was already being approached by Republicans and not just Republican voters, but former Republican elected officials. And so, as I spoke earlier, abortion and SB1 is a symptom of a problem that we have um, with the supermajority, not just legislature, but it, uh, the entire landscape of our government right now is Republican. And so I definitely think that this is just one more issue that the voters are being handed directly by the Republican Party that will cause them to lose voters, not just um, to a Democrat, but also maybe a Libertarian, although I'm much stronger on SB1 than my um, Libertarian counterpart. So most definitely, um, we are seeing that it will affect our race, and I'm, I'm already seeing that personally in the Republicans that we are working with. I definitely, you know, over the, the last few days sitting in testimony, I was discouraged by the weaponizing of the Bible. I was also dumbfounded about the acknowledgement and the absence of other religions, particularly those of Jewish faith and particularly my friends who are Muslim and people who choose not to practice any faith. This state has a track record of discrimination when it comes to religious freedom. It's very clear. I'd like to hand over to Zanae, who can talk a little bit more about that. Uh, absolutely. I think there is a history there, and I think that we have to do a better job at encouraging people to speak up for what they believe in and not be bullied or um, chastised for what their belief is. I've been around the state and I've heard from voters who have literally sat out elections because they felt like they were not represented because of their faith or what they choose not to believe in. So I think this is an opportunity to re-engage an entire group of people, an entire group of voters. So to Abdul's question, I think we do have enough voters out there. We have to just give them a reason to be excited to come out and vote. We can re-engage our rural communities. We can re-engage our LGBTQ communities. We can re-engage our black communities. We can re-engage our women and get them fired up that we have people that represent all of them standing up here today. And regardless of their faith, regardless of their nationality, regardless of their background, their ethnicity, they have a place, they have a voice, and we are, we are empowering them to use it in November. Again, we want to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here today. But I just want to be clear as we close and remind everyone that only 20% of Hoosiers said they wanted the state to pass a total abortion ban without any exceptions. And that is from the Republicans poll. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.